Andrew's favorite name in the draft. Chuba 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 Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. Only took me like what week is it? Like fourteen or something like that to get his name down. <laughs> and we got it now. You're now listening to the Wandering Buffalo podcast with your hosts Andrew Chang and Justin Goddard. Hello and welcome in to the Wandering Buffalo podcast, a show on the built-in Buffalo network. My name is Andrew Chang, and alongside me is my co-host Justin Goddard, two times this week. So that's we're making a good track for getting back to uh, a consistent podcast here with my co-host. I know scheduling has been an issue between both of us, but we got to talk about the Bills versus the Panthers. Uh, turns out to be Kind of a critical game for the Bills in terms of their playoff chances, so a must-win if you ask me. But before we get into everything, you can find us on most social media and podcasting platforms, and of course on YouTube by searching up The Wandering Buffalo Podcast. As I mentioned, we are part of the Built-in Buffalo Network. We have other amazing content creators there, so go ahead and check them out. Uh, Before you get into everything, Justin, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Jazz that we were able to... uh get together for both these episodes this week and uh just glad to have you how are you doing tonight i am doing great and i know the way that we've been splitting things up recently has been you know i do the game recaps and then you've been doing the game preview so it feels wrong for me to take the helm away from you since you've been doing a lot of that work so i'm gonna turn the ropes over to justin uh you all you listeners should be familiar with how he does things and uh i'll be kind of like the b to his a if if that makes any sense the color analyst tonight yeah i guess so all right justin uh, tell us about these carolina panthers and by the way we're back (laughs) yeah so so like you said we we got the panthers coming up this week um it's going to be played on sunday at one o'clock you know our favorite time slot and, you know, anybody that's a fan of either of these teams, the league in general knows, you know, there's storylines that go within this game. You got Sean McDermott. We got countless players on the Bills that have come from Carolina. There's some on Carolina that came from Buffalo. There's just this obvious obvious pipeline between the two organizations. So a lot of connections. And, and like you said, this is, isn't a game at the beginning of the year that I was – you know, expecting to be a huge marquee game when we got to it. Um, but obviously it starts to be huge implications on this game. Um, as it stands right now, it's looking like the weather should be pretty good. We got about 20 degrees. We got Shasta joining the fray now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no snow, no precipitation in the forecast. So hopefully this, uh, this Bill's home game isn't, isn't too much like that, uh, monday night game with new england right and uh just a quick talk about the weather if you're team dome you love to hear that (laughs) and if you're team not dome you still like to hear that because the elements aren't well shouldn't play a big as a factor and i went to that monday night game and i know i mentioned on my pod the wind quite literally blew me back into my seat a couple of times and i'm not like a tiny dude i'm about six foot 180 pounds 
So, I mean, that might be little to some of you, but, uh, you know, for me, I feel like that's a normal size build, I guess. But uh, it it did push me back a couple of times, and uh, maybe that was because I drank a little bit, so my balance was off. But uh, (laughs) we we won't get into the specifics of all that, but it's good to hear that the weather's not going to play a huge factor, hopefully. Hopefully. We all know how Buffalo weather can change. Mm -hmm. Um, So the quarterback position... uh, Regardless of the weather, I think there's a pretty marked advantage here for the Bills. Um, Panthers have, obviously, there's the reunion with Cam Newton. Um, also, P.J. Walker on the on the roster. Um, Sam Darnold, obviously, is on the injured reserve. And I feel like we're going to see Cam Newton this week. I feel like they they wanted to work with him, and, and I'm, I'm not really sure why. Um, I feel like it's a great feel-good story for him to go back to Carolina where he had so much success, but I never really understood the logic of that move when they did it. We all kind of know who Cam Newton is at this point, and you know it, it wasn't this anomaly last year that his arm didn't seem what, like what it used to be. Um, he's still a very, very effective runner, but... If I'm that organization, I'm more interested in seeing what P.J. Walker has. Um, I know they've seen some action from him, um, but significantly younger. He's only 26, um, also has some athleticism to him, and and just their season's pretty much gone at this point. And regardless, you know, P.J. Walker's probably not a long-term answer either, but you got to kind of know what you have in Cam Newton at this point. And uh I guess PJ Walker's still a bit of an unknown. So, what are your thoughts right. on their quarterback situation? So, I actually I I love Cam Newton. You know, I I'm a I'm a Cam Newton kind of guy. I don't know what it is. I just people like to harp on him for like his outfits and whatnot. But like I I like him as a person and as a player. So, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna root for him on third on like, you know come game time don't don't get a twist of bills mafia i i want the bills to win but when you look at the carolina panthers quarterback room and what they've gone through this and i feel almost a little wrong to say this so i'm gonna knock on my desk here don't know if you heard that but this could have this situation that the carolina panthers are going through with their quarterback room could easily have been the bills right let's say sam darnold comes in he's looking good right josh allen he's looking good but sam darnold goes down to injury and we see sam darnold start to regress and all and then he's he goes to ir and then they're trotting out who who out there pj walker cam newton cam newton comes back that you know, he just some free agent that they pulled off from the street, not just some free agent, but, you know, old connections and ties there. And he goes, what, this is, would be his third game? I, I don't really know the Yeah, this is, his, this is the third game for him. Yeah, he won one, lost one, if I'm not mistaken. So he's going 500. And the reason why I'm saying this could easily have been the Bills is because we, you know, Josh Allen did get hurt in that most recent game. He's got a foot sprain. And, you know, McDermott says he's day-to-day, which is a lot better than week-to-week. So hopefully, I got my fingers crossed here, that he'll be able to play come Sunday. 
But what I mean by that is it only takes one play, regardless of what team you're on, to really throw your season into a downward spiral. And it's, I guess, unfortunate if you're a Carolina Panthers fan because Sam Darnold looked like the part for at least a hot second. And then things start to fall off and then he got injured and now you're just playing round robin with your quarterback which is easily the most important position on the whole team so i guess what i mean by that is that you know we should be thankful that josh allen only got a foot sprain and he's been healthy all this year and you know injuries can strike and just like that look at tredavious white i it it literally no one could be touching you and it could happen and I I'm still upset about Tre'Davious White and I know I'm going off topic here but it could happen at any moment so look at the Panthers that because that could have been us uh I, in terms of who we're playing you know Cam Newton I I'm not really too worried about him throwing the football all over us uh like you mentioned, he lost a little bit of that last year, and I think that was on full display uh, when he was a Patriot. And that's not to say he can't do it. It's just a little more inconsistent now. And P.J. Walker, I don't know too much about him, but I would go ahead. I don't think it's the craziest thing to say at the moment that it's he's unproven. So I'm just going to leave it there. So you thought you were going off uh, off topic when you started talking about the injuries. Perfect segue mm-hmm. into the running back position for uh, for the Panthers, and oh, I know, I am, I know how you feel about your fantasy team. Um, I'm not going to be the type of type of feller on this on this show right now saying you know it sucks McCaffrey won't be in there because we really want to beat him at their bet. No, I'm I'm done with that for this year. We need to get W's. I don't any advantage we have. Will take and and that being said, Christian McCaffrey is obviously uh, on the IR right now. Um, so your lead running backs are going to be Andrew's favorite name in the draft, Chuba 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 Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. Only took me like what week is it? Like fourteen or something like that to get his name down. <laughs> yeah. And we got it now. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, perfect. We'll see Chuba Hubbard and uh, Mira Abdullah. Um, Neither of these guys really have been game-changing running backs this year. Um, obviously, so much of what the Panthers are able to do um, is is coming through Christian McCaffrey. He can run the ball anywhere on the field. He's a great receiving option. He's great in space. Um, just a super dynamic running back in all phases. And when they have to pivot here to... Uh, Chuba Hubbard and Amir Abdullah. Um, Abdullah offers a little bit into the passing game, and Hubbard has looked decent at times, um, but he's still a rookie being thrust into a big spot. And, you know, especially with their quarterback situation now and teams being able to key in on when they're running without the pass being a huge threat, um, they just haven't been able to get it done at, at the same clip as McCaffrey and you know, that's probably true for most teams in the league. Um, but two running backs, they're both averaging about three and a half yards per carry, um, which just based on some of the teams that we've played recently, um, 
kind of a breath of fresh air compared to some some of the running backs we've had to face recently. Right. And yeah, you mentioned it. I, I Christian McCaffrey, he was on all of our fantasy teams. Well, if you, if you had him, you know where I'm going with this. I don't wish anyone like poor health or anything like that. And I personally think if you wish someone to get injured just because they have a different logo on their uniform, you need to get yourself reevaluated because like, that's just not cool. Like these are human beings. Um, that being said, I'm not going to be upset that Christian McCaffrey isn't out there. I am upset that he isn't on my fantasy team at, at the moment. Cause he's just done for the season. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. McCaffrey, he's not a factor. Who takes his place? Chuba Hubbard. He's probably going to be the main guy coming out of the backfield. And I liked him, uh, even though I couldn't pronounce his name coming like when we were talking about the draft and whatnot. And I think he's coming on a little more as the season progresses. He doesn't really strike a whole lot of fear into me, but there's definitely upside with him. And when it comes to Amir Abdullah, I, I don't really know too much. I'm pretty sure he was on the Dolphins at one point or Detroit, maybe. I, I don't. Detroit. I don't really know. So, yeah, he's just kind of bouncing around, and I don't know if that's like a recent addition, but I assume they added him for depth purposes. So if he was a recent free agent, it just tells me, okay, he's been sitting out there for a little bit. Like, what can you really expect from Abdullah? So I think this is going to be more of the Chuba Hubbard show with a little sprinkling of Amir Abdullah. So, And if they are throwing short passes out of the backfield, I'm not entirely sure. Don't quote me on this. But I'm pretty sure the Bills actually handle those types of plays really well they limit those explosive plays to running backs like pass catching running backs out of the backfield very well if i'm not mistaken yeah i'd, I'd agree with that um so i don't think the threat from the panthers really comes from the running back room into the passing game um but they do have some some pretty solid receivers um dj moore robbie anderson uh brandon zilstra and terrence marshall terrence marshall jr that one's hard to say <laughs> TMJ. TMJ. Just call him TMJ. Yeah. And uh, Terrence Marshall is a rookie fitting into this system. And he started to come on a little bit, but he's had a very quiet season so far. Um, I think he's a good piece for their future. Um, but all, all of these receivers, I think they have a pretty good receiving core, but they're kind of struggling with the little bit of quarterback shuffling, Sam Darnold, like you said, he he caught fire for a few weeks in there, and then at, before his injury, he ended up getting benched for P.J. Walker, and and now you have the combination of P.J. Walker and Cam Newton. I mean, D.J. Moore is still getting pretty – he's pretty close to 1,000 yards on the season, and and that's with really suspect quarterback play. Uh, Robbie Anderson having a down year. I, I kind of attribute that again to the quarterback play, but I, I think he's also a pretty, pretty good receiver. And what I think this receiving room has is a good balance of, um, speed athleticism and Mm -hmm. Robbie Anderson brings a little bit of size and, um, DJ Moore is also questionable as of right now, but 
I'm guessing that he will end up playing. And I guess he would be my biggest concern from this unit going into this game. Um, I just think he has the potential to be an elite level, like superstar receiver. If, if he was on maybe a different team, a little better surroundings, uh, a little bit better quarterback getting to him because he, he is putting up great numbers with kind of everything else around him in shambles. Mm-hmm. So I really like DJ Moore. I I thought he was probably one of the best wide receivers coming out of that draft, and he was a first round, if I'm not mistaken. And he came from Maryland, which is the same place that Stefan Diggs went to, uh, college that he played ball at. And I, I think DJ Moore doesn't get a lot of respect for what he's done so far. Like, not too many people talk about him, but he's quietly under the radar, at least from my you know, perspective as a Bills fan, like not too many, like that's not a name that I hear brought up too much, right? It's not like a Hopkins uh, and I, this might sound biased, a Diggs or like, you know, st- stuff like that. Um, but I, I really do like DJ Moore for his all around ability. He's, he's pretty good midfield. He can run deep and he's a pretty good route runner. So I, I like him. I think to what to echo what you said, if there was a you know, a little better quarterback play, he definitely could be a superstar. Who knows? But uh unfortunately we well, maybe not unfortunately for this week, we don't know what he could be because of that uh shuffling in that position. You know, Robbie Anderson, uh when you say size, like I would say he's definitely one of the taller guys, a little skinnier, but he's super fast. Um, I, I can think of all those times when he was on the Jets and specifically in that week one opener, I think like two years ago when he dropped a pass or like Sam Darnold overthrew him, but he like burned Levi Walls like and had like three or four yards of separation between him and Levi and he couldn't bring it in. And I know drops have kind of been a problem for him, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, but... I that speed aspect of Robbie Anderson is something that is noteworthy and we should pay attention to. Now the Bills are really good at stopping big plays from happening, so I feel good in that aspect, but Robbie Anderson's speed definitely is something that you should be aware of. When it comes to Brandon and TMJ, I, I don't really know anything about them. I know Terrence Marshall Jr. is a rookie, so I'm going to go ahead and say this. He's probably hasn't had too much impact this year. Um, And again, you could attribute that to the fact that he's a rookie. The fact that quarterback play has been, you know, a rotation between three people from what you're saying, if that's uh, accurate. Uh, So I I don't know. I think the two big people that you got to watch here are DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and obviously, you got to keep your eyes on those other guys. But uh, if I'm scheming up against, if I'm Leslie Frazier, I know that I got to focus on these two people more so than the other two. And that's no, again, no disrespect towards them. They just haven't proven themselves at this moment, at least from my point of view as a non Panthers fan. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, Terrence Marshall Jr., Zilstra doesn't Brashad Perryman us this week. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, hopefully not. So then we'll... Uh, <laughs> That'd be terrible. Moving into the tight ends, um, just touch on these quickly. Not really big names here. Um, we have Ian Thomas and Tommy Tremble. Um, Ian Thomas has been around with the Panthers for a while. Um, Tommy Tremble, quite the opposite, um, a rookie here. Um, and neither of them have really factored into the passing game all that much. Uh, Ian Thomas is he's a good blocking tight end. Um, and Tommy Tremble, we just we haven't seen a ton from this year. Uh, I feel like this is an offense that doesn't really focus on, I guess, getting the tight ends involved in the passing game. Maybe it's something they'll look to do in the future if Tommy Tremble can start developing. Um, but kind of as we touched on earlier, this this is an offense that's kind of starts with Christian McCaffrey and and goes from there, and other things become available um, based on what the defense does to limit McCaffrey. Um, so the tight ends, not really game-changing players here, and kind of lump them in, move right into the offensive line too. Um, left to right there, we have uh, Cameron Irving, Michael Jordan, um, Pat Elfline, John Miller, and Taylor Moten. And I think they have a good set of tackles here. Um, and then the rest of the line gets gets pretty suspect here. I mean, you have John Miller starting at guard. We remember him from the Bills. <laughs> you guys yeah. know him, right? <laughs> so, I mean, we remember what we saw of John Miller in Buffalo. So he's not a guy that I was upset left the team. So kind of speaks to how I feel about him there. Uh, I think Michael Jordan's a pretty good guard. I think he gets a little extra boost because of his name. Um but both those guards are also questionable right now. And then at center, they have Elfline, and their preferred starter is Matt Paradis, who ends up on the injured reserve as well. So you have two guards that are kind of nicked up right now and questionable to play, and then you're already playing a backup center, um, which Matt Paradis, I think, is one of the better centers in the league, and then you have to move on and, and go to a backup there. Um, so I, I think this is a real key area that the Bills can focus on attacking just up the middle. I'm I'm thinking Ed Oliver can have a real disruptive day and and just kind of wreck the game from up the middle. Right, and to kind of backtrack and kind of loop what you were saying about Christian McCaffrey and how it starts with him and opens other things up for the tight ends. He's not there. It's Chuba and, you know, Cam Newton. So I, I suspect a lot of running from Cam Newton and Chuba and Abdullah. And that, you know, pretty much comes with their offensive line play. So now that matchup against our defensive line, I don't really know how that's going to look. Uh, it it could be good, it could be bad, but we've seen in what the Patriots game that Damian Harris long touchdown run, the Colts game, Jonathan Taylor multiple runs all over us, uh, you know Leonard Fournette in this most recent game. I don't I don't necessarily know what's gonna happen like with this Bills D line in terms of. Filling in the gaps, is Starla Tule going to be back? Are we going to be able to block this offensive line? Who's to say? I don't know. But I don't think that the Cam, or the Cam Newton-led 
you know, rushing attack for the Panthers is suspect, but I, I, I don't, I think we can do a good job of capping them, but I just don't know. <laughs> and in terms of tight ends, if we can stop the running game, I don't necessarily think that they're going to be able to get open too much because of what you're saying. Like if, you know, we stop the run game, like run, if they get the run game, establish it, it opens the field up for, you know, the wide receivers, wide receivers and tight ends. But if we can stop that, then maybe the tight ends aren't that much of a threat. Agreed. So let's, uh, Take a quick break here, and then we'll come right back in uh, with the defensive side of the ball, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back, and thank you for joining us on tonight's episode of the Wandering Buffalo podcast. We're going to pick things up with this game preview against the Panthers on the defensive side of the ball, and we're going to start right off with the defensive line and I guess in particular this this front seven of the Panthers defense. And I think this is really kind of the strong suit for this Panthers mm-hmm. team. You know, we see they have five wins on the season and it doesn't look all that impressive. But when you kind of look at the offensive side of the ball and what they've been dealing with at the quarterback position, it, it kind of shocks me that they've made it to five wins on the season, right? Um, so then you start diving into what they have on defense and just starting right out with the defensive line, Brian Burns, Derek Brown, uh, Daquan Jones and Morgan Fox. Um, three of those guys are kind of just names that you hear and, and they're average to good NFL players. Uh, but you got to start with Brian Burns here and since coming to the Panthers, he's been explosive. He's He's been a dangerous player, and for how much our offensive line has struggled this year, he's a guy that's put up eight sacks on the season. Um, so I think for the Bills, being able to limit him is going to be a real key to to kind of opening things up for the offense. Um, we also have Daryl Bam Johnson in the mix there, uh, backup defensive end for him. Um, it, he's not getting a ton of usage over there with the Panthers, but... I think he's always fun to bring up because I don't I don't know I won't speak for you I he's somebody I was bummed to see leave Buffalo and you know seeing how our defensive line rotation kind of shakes out I don't I don't know how much we would have seen from him anyways but he was always a guy I really liked on the team so he lands there with the Panthers one of those connections yeah there's a lot of Bills Panthers connections right and if we're talking strictly about the defensive line we you know Bam Johnson great special teams player he might get some uh you know some snaps some opportunity uh against his former team here but in terms of that front four i i rather like it actually i think brian burns like you mentioned he's he's a problem he's got some speed off the edge and you know this offensive line we got you know john feliciano back against the bucks but we just didn't really use them and you know our the fact that we have to lean on a guy like Spencer Brown at right tackle and kick our former all pro you know right tackle into right guard because Cody Ford's not panning out is kind of alarming to me like if you take if you look at this from big picture you think the Bills have their offensive line figured out and then now we're relying on 
our rookie to be the answer at right tackle when we thought we had it figured out with Daryl Williams is not something encouraging to see if if you're a Bills fan and if you really track like resource allocations, right? You pay one person to be this and they're actually not that good at it. So we're going to kick you inside a guard. Not to get away from what the Panthers have at defensive line, but I'm saying that the Bills' offensive line has proven to be very inconsistent, much like the Bills in general this entire season. And it, I've, seen, I've seen this line be beat by less. So... I'm not I'm not, you know, going to stick my nose up against uh, like, you know, or turn my head the other way against this Bill, um Panthers D-line because every matchup, every snap against this Bills offensive line, I'm holding my breath because I don't really know what version of them we're going to see. So, I, and again, Brian Burns, he's he's a problem and I suspect he's going to have an impact on this game. So I'm really I'm really interested on how the Bills uh offensive coach OG Bobby Johnson really kind of comes out and game plans against a guy like that. Yeah, and and to your point, you know, some of these guys on their defensive line aren't I guess you'd call them household names or whatever. Um but what I think they do really well is kind of control that line of scrimmage and let the linebackers go to work. And the their linebacking core here is my favorite position on this team. It I'm by no means a Carolina Panthers fan, but these guys get me kind of jazzed up and, and they're just kind of fun to watch together. Um, and you have uh, Shaq Thompson there, Jermaine Carter, and Hassan Reddick. And in particular, Shaq Thompson and Hassan Reddick are just two great linebackers and just watching the way they play together, um, just a really talented duo. And then you have Carter holding down the middle and Shaq Thompson is going to be kind of like the, I guess I'd say kind of like the Matt Milano role, mm-hmm. um, just sideline to sideline. He'll give you um, pass coverage. He's got two interceptions on the season and then kind of, Hassan Reddick on the other side being the complementary piece to that. You know, he also has some coverage skills, but they use him a lot more to get after the quarterback. And Hassan Reddick, going along with Brian Burns' eight sacks for the season, um, contributes another 10.5 himself. Um, so you're talking 18.5 sacks between two players on the same team of going against a, a Bills team that's really had a hard time keeping Josh clean. Um, so I think between those two players in particular is going to be kind of the the biggest game within the game within the game of uh, how are we able to keep Josh and or, you know, if it's Mitch Trubisky, um, how we're going to be able to keep them clean to be able to, to be effective against this defense. Yeah. Linebackers for the Panthers. Excellent. Excellent group here. I don't really know how you kind of get around them, right? They're not they're not some people that you can just kind of like ignore. <laughs> Much like Brian Burns, you can't ignore their linebackers cuz they're all pretty good and that's probably going to change a lot of play calls for 
Brian Dable. It's almost like he's got a play call against the Bills linebackers in a way, if you, if you think about it. <laughs> it Like Sean McDermott's defense is linebacker-led and a, front, a strong front four. And I think that's what you kind of see with the Panthers. Um, and I, I don't really know how you beat, like, you know, the Panthers linebackers, whether you put them in space and get them in conflict and force them to communicate. It's hard to say because this group has proven, and this isn't like the first year they've been together either, right? Like they're, they're proven. They're good. And I think that the this matchup, whoever the linebackers are covering, because we know that running the ball isn't going to end well for the Bills because they just can't really do it unless Josh does it himself. But whoever whoever's matched up on whoever whatever linebacker is lined up on whatever Bills player, that's going to be the key to winning this game, right? If you get a Cole Beasley on a linebacker, or you know, I'm not really worried if you got a you know a, a linebacker on one of our running backs, but if you spread the ball out or if you go four or five wide receivers, then you're going to get a linebacker on one of our weapons, and that should be encouraging. And I would take advantage of those opportunities if that's what the Bills want to do. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of glad you mentioned the spread them four or five wide because um, that kind of brings me into the secondary of this team and and what I think the Bills have to do to beat the Panthers here. Um, and we, and we saw it in the Tampa Bay game, right? We I believe we went the whole first half without a running back having a rushing attempt. And, and I've heard a lot of people complain about that. I'm all for it. Um, and against this Panthers team in particular, uh, they're pretty strong up front in the front seven. And it's not to say that they're weak on the back end. Definitely some players here. Um, but there's also some injury concerns. And, you know, J.C. Horn, they drafted this, this past um, NFL draft. Uh, he's on the IR and they kind of they drafted him to be that lockdown cornerback. He has great speed, great athleticism, can pretty much run with anybody in the league. Uh, he gets replaced by AJ Bouye. Uh, he's also questionable for this game with a foot injury. Um, so how close is he going to be to 100? percent And then we have your guy. We'll let you talk about him, Stefan Gilmore. You know, obviously still a very good cornerback, but not quite playing at the same level as, as a couple of years ago. And then in the safeties, Justin Burris, who I honestly don't really know much about, and Jeremy Chin, who I feel like he's an absolute stud in the making. Um, he had a monster season last year and a very sound tackler. He'll uh, force fumbles. He'll get after you. You're not really going to make him miss in the open field. Um, but overall, as a group, I feel like there's there's just areas to be attacked, and outside of Stefan Gilmore, just really not the best ball skills when when the ball's in the air adjusting um, in coverage. So I'll let you loop around there and kind of give me your thoughts on some of the secondary pieces. Well, if it was healthy, I'd really be concerned about this group. Uh, you know. Stefan Gilmore, I guess I'll start with him. He's coming off of an injury, and 
I think the Panthers got a steal with what they give them a, a the Patriots a fifth, right, or a sixth or something like that. Something to that effect. A, a late something like that. Late draft round pick to get a former All Pro, um, original Buffalo Bills pick, wire <laughs> cornerback. Got to put that out there. Um, now, I think Stephon Gilmore can be very good. And I haven't really seen him play this year, but I know what he could be. And if what you're saying is true, that he's a little, you know, he's still working back from that injury and you could tell on the field, I feel a little better about the Bills matchup against him. But that doesn't mean he can't get back to where he was. We've seen players come off of injury and somehow become better. But Stefan has the the age-old problem working against him and that's the fact that it's time like he's he's not a young spring chicken right he's he's a veteran in this league this is like his third team if i'm not mistaken like it's it's not working in his favor but he could have a good game now when it comes to uh who else you said aj boye Mm -hmm. i like that pickup he also, yeah, he's also pretty good in my opinion, uh, and I think he was on the Jags. And the only reason why they let him go was for cap casualty reasons, if I'm not mistaken. And then he went to the what the Broncos, and then somehow ended on the Panthers or something like that. I, I like that pickup. That savvy veteran knows how to play. And then you look at their you know rookie pick, J.C. Horn. He, he was supposed to be a lockdown guy himself, and as you mentioned, we won't see him because he's on IR. So very promising rookie there. But, you know, those are the main two people we got to worry about, Gilmore and Boye. And I think the ceiling is extremely high for those two, but I think the floor for their play has dropped from, you know, what we would expect from them normally. So I think the gap between ceiling and floor just grew a little big, so... Who knows what version we're going to get from them uh, come Sunday. I agree. You got a a prediction for the game? No, but we do got to talk about these safeties real quick. Um, And it's just about Jeremy Chen, right? And who's the other guy? Uh, Justin Burris. Uh, Justin Burris I honestly didn't really know all too much about, but Jeremy Chen I love. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted the Bills to draft Jeremy Chen, much like Kyle Duggar, but we know that didn't happen. (laughs) Uh, Jeremy Chen, super awesome player. He's like a Swiss Army knife, and he can pretty much guard anyone. Like, you know, everyone was saying, like, he could be the Matt Milano replacement. He So, you know, he can pretty much be moved around almost like a chess piece, and he had an outstanding rookie year, so that's someone you got to watch out in the safe, uh, safety room because he's a upcoming star. And I know the Panthers are having a down year, but still, he's a really good player, and you gotta you gotta be mindful of him. And that's no shade to on Justin Burris. I I just don't know anything about him. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. You said predictions. Uh, I I. I know you don't like to give scores, but you want me to give you a score because I really don't like giving scores. But I'll no, do it don't for give you. a score. No, you don't have to do a score. Just give me kind of your thoughts of uh, where you think the game might go. Who's right. who? You got winning? 
I think the Bills started to get hot in that second half against the Buccaneers. And I think the Buccaneers, now they had they have a little more injury in their cornerback room um, than the than the Panthers. But I think the Bills are starting to trend in the right direction. And that second half of that Bucks game should get you encouraged if you are a Bills fan, if you were to take anything away from that game. And I say this with the caveat of the fact that Joe Brady, I think, was the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. He's not there anymore. So I'm not entirely sure what kind of play calling we're going to get. It's too soon to tell. What, is this going to be his, I don't know who's taking over as an interim offensive coordinator, or if it's, this is his first, if this is his first or second week uh, calling plays. But that being said, we don't know what the interim guy is going to do. There are are a lot of aspects of this game that give me pause, and this is a must-win for the Bills. And ultimately, I like the matchup here. For the Bills. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's a Bills dub, but only if we can give Josh a little time in the pocket. If it's like Josh can't even, you know, Josh can elude the players, right? He, he's shown that he's very capable to do that, but with that foot sprain, is he like less mobile now? If that's the case and the O line just craps the bed, then that's probably going to. Be, be the catalyst for a Bills loss. So I hope that that doesn't happen. I'm going to predict a Bills W, and why don't you tell me your thoughts? Yeah, I see this one being kind of a, a tough battle. I mean, the the Panthers are kind of better than their record suggests, and, and like I said before, I think a lot of that comes um, from their defense doing enough to keep them in games. Um, so I, I think this is really just a a game where we have to see if the Bills offense can stay on track like we saw in the second half against the Bucks and I think that I think that second half against the Bucks kind of gave them a little bit of moxie back um kind of got them in a rhythm so I mean it's only one half of football so you know we've seen them have their inconsistencies this year um so I'm really looking to see if they can kind of keep that going, keep that put together and, and bring that over week to week instead of just through a half a football. And I think if they're able to do that, I'll, I'll also give this as a Bills W. Um, I got to go in something like 28-17. Um, a game that probably feels more like the Bills are controlling it just based on what I think the Panthers are going to be able to do on offense. But like I said, it's it's, it's all going to come down to if we can keep that the offense going consistently. Right, right. And I guess that's going to wrap it up for this episode, right, Justin? Yes, sir. Right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and view our podcast by searching up The Wandering Buffalo Podcast. Again, we're part of the Built-in Buffalo Network, and you can find them also on most social media and podcasting platforms. Justin, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on any social media at jgods22. And you can find me on also most social media platforms by searching up 2 Changs. That's going to do for this episode. Let's hope for a Bills W. And as always, 
Go Bills. Go Bills.